Saturday, but today it's on a Sunday. This is the Go Home Show for the magic of wrestling. On today's show, we talk Clash at the Castle, interim titles in AEW, plus AEW All Out, plus my guest topic of the choosing. What will he choose? No idea. Let's find out. And please welcome my guest, the one and only, the disciple himself, George. How are you, man? Oh, I'm doing great. Just getting some water real quick. It is scorching hot out this week, today especially, so. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. How's your week been? Oh, honestly, it's been one of the best weeks ever. Uh, wrestling, well, if we were counting wrestling, but uh, other than that, not too bad. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, of course, you're obviously part of Wrestling with the Paranormal. So, do you want to tell people a little bit about it? Because I know some people don't watch it. Um. Well, first, we're still um, Wrestling with the Paranormal is a paranormal show for wrestling fans made by wrestling fans. And so, usually, the rundown of the show goes, um, well, it's still a little bit experimental, but I believe we found like our kind of gears. So. Usually we kind of go intro, introductions and stuff, and then we kind of go into a new, little news segment with news throughout the West wrestling world or paranormal world sometimes. And then uh, we do a segment that you can see me there every week called Bowler Truth uh, <laughs> with yours truly. And <laughs> I love it. And so. Yeah, so yeah, you obviously you're part of the Bull or Truth. Now, actually, I've got a Bull or Truth for you, actually. Oh. <laughs> so, oh. Obviously, so, something sketchy here. <laughs> yeah, I've been getting this obviously pumped up. Joseph, thanks for stopping by me. I am super pumped for All Out. And welcome. First time watching. Hopefully, you enjoy the show. Stick around. So, yeah, I've got a little Bull or Truth. People in the comments, what you've got to do is you're basically going to say, is this story true? Or is it far? So I'll try to tell it the best I can because I'm not like George, but a man who goes by the name of Granger Taylor. Now, Granger was obviously working for the International Space Station. Now, apparently, he said to one of his friends that he had a dream that aliens wanted his help. Now, okay, so the, his family and friends did not obviously think too much about this but three months later he disappeared nothing out of the ordinary and it took a full year to where they found a piece of his vehicle in the mountains and that's all you're going to get from a George is that bull or is that true ooh hmm hmm you know, I part of me wants to go both, but I'm gonna go bowl. I'm going full think, on bowl. You think it's bowl, right? See if there's any comments before I let you know. No, no comments. But actually, George, it's actually no. it's actually true. Oh, oh my! <laughs> Turnabout is fair play. And it's actually the disappearance of Granger Taylor. You can also check that out on uh, oh. Unsolved Mysteries. But yeah, I thought I'd get you in with that one because every time you always get me. Oh, uh, 
You're gonna have to. You're making me want to look that up now. I'll have to do that later. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, of course, let's get into some wrestling. Let's go into our part one. We call the Magic Weekly. End for our part one. Now, of course, it was Clash at the Castle yesterday. I don't know how much you know about this, but yeah, would you reckon to the show? Um, well, I haven't fully watched it. I've seen kind of the clips and uh, the feedback from social media, but um, I'd say I've seen it. I've seen or like heard enough for a fair opinion before uh, actually fully going and watching it. And in my opinion, this is probably one of the most recent. Uh, WWE shows that I'm on it personally more most excited to actually see. Mm-hmm. Um, now it wasn't that long; it was only like six matches, I believe, and mm-hmm. so it's kind of pretty short. But they gave each match time, and um, I do know the match I'm looking forward to the most is probably Gunther versus Sheamus, even though they didn't get much. But um, I know I knew right away that one stood out to me. That's what, at least for me, what everyone was talking about, like that first whole half of that show. Mm-hmm. And one of that was also one of the first clips I seen of Clash at the Castle. Um, just a standing ovation at the end of uh, Sheamus versus Gunther and the standing ovation that Sheamus got. And I'm like, I have to see this. So uh, yeah. definitely in my spare time, I am definitely going to check this pay-per-view out. Right. Did you see the heel turn, which has obviously been so predictable? Oh, yes. I've seen uh, Dummy Boy. He went bad. Even though... <laughs> the funny thing is, I heard about that. Apparent, the, the funny thing is, so he trips Finn Balor, right? And yeah. then later, in the, like after the match, he turns heel. And I'm like, oh, why didn't you just not have him do it or save it for the end? <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably just the wrestling nerd in me. But uh, finally, we're at that point. So, yeah, absolutely. Do you think he'll succeed as a heel? Um. Well, of course, we would have to wait and see. But I do think so, especially if um, you maybe want to keep uh, or push Dominic as the next big heel or something. Uh, maybe have him join Judgment Day for a little, or have him kind of stray away from Judgment Day and be his own big boss heel and kind of still have Judgment Day uh, still trying to recruit him or whatever. And he's kind of like, I don't know, that lone wolf heel or whatever or yeah, something. We yeah, we shall definitely see. Obviously, what are things? Will he succeed? Who knows? So we'll move on to our next topic. Now, we spoke about this, I think it was yesterday on the All Left and Wrestling show, interim titles in AEW. Are you a fan? Are you not a fan? Um. Well, uh, when they first brought it in, um, I figured I'd give it a shot. And personally, up till now, um, I, I do like them. But at the same time, um, it's just currently right now at the moment. It feels like they're just a get-out-of-jail-free card or something. Mm-hmm. Since we already had the AEW world title interim. And now we're to the women's interim world championship. I do love the concept of them, and it's also kind of a good excuse when 
um, the main champion comes back to the company and let's just say you're trying to build towards a pay-per-view and you didn't have anyone built up, it's a good segue to, well, your guy that was world champion who's out for like five, six months, however long it was, um, he's fully healed, he or she, and they come back and you automatically have a feud right there that you can continue if you didn't have one before or prior. Yeah, well said, well said. Now, I do feel there is... Oh, are we glitching a bit? Go ahead. Oh, are we good? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Oh, sorry. Um, I will say... Oh, okay. I will say one last thing. I do believe they need to be used in moderation, though, especially as of recently. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... I think that's a nice little thing to end on that segment. So, as you can see, that's the uh, pay-per-view, which kind of leads to our next segment, which it well, this next one, All Outs Tonight. Are we excited? Oh, hell yeah. Ready for that eight-hour pay-per-view, not getting no sleep. Kidding <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. all. But... Oh, oh. First, uh... It might change, but for right now, I feel match of the night for me might be Ricky Starks versus Will Hobbs or Powerhouse Hobbs. Just that grudge match, and at the end of it, I will be honest, this is one of the matches I can't really predict or had a hard time predicting because there's so many different ways they can go with this after after that match ends. Whether you want uh, Ricky Starks to win or Powerhouse Hobbs. Right. And there's also... Man, there's flipping FTR and motor shooting machine guns. What else do I need to say? <laughs> and then the uh, the stuff with the Elite and Hangman and Dark Order, that alone for the story. Yeah. What about the main event? Are we tipping for the main event? Um, hmm. uh, I'm still leaning towards John Moxley. Really? Um, even though even though I think Sam Punk is going to pull something out of his ass tonight, but I'm still reeling for John Moxley because um, Punk came back injured, and whoever did his, uh, repaired his foot is one hell of a good surgeon. <laughs> and um, coming back like, uh, was it a week and a half before the pay-per-view? Mm-hmm. And so I'm still reeling for John Moxley. At the what end of it. Some, yeah, we shall definitely see. What about some of the other title matches? What about Jay Cargill versus Athena? Um, I feel I feel Jade is gonna stay undefeated. Now I did see at least from what I've been recently seeing, everyone is hoping Athena's gonna win, which I'd be okay with, but I believe Jade is stay is gonna stay undefeated. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, uh, before Chris Statlander got injured, I was really hoping she was going to be the one to take the title off Jade, and there might have been plans there for this spot at All Out, but who knows. Um, I do feel like they could eventually find others. Um, okay. One I've been thinking recently uh, is Sheeta, since she's just returned, and well, obviously she's in the AEW Interim World Championship, now she just got back, but she also doesn't look like she's lost a step. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if we are going to take the belt off Jade soon or whatever, she might be one of the 
Perfect Wrestlers 2 take that off of Jade. Because, well, she's not really built like Chris Statlander, but kind of like a pound, pound, not really pound for pound, but more striker. Yeah, absolutely. So. What about what about the fallway for the interim, which you've just mentioned there? Who are we tipping for that? Because out of all the matches, this is the one which really I was swaying for well, that wrestler, that wrestler, and eventually I just went, yeah. Um, honestly, for that match, um, I'm st- I'm still going with my number one pick, and that's Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is also the perfect chance for um them to probably put an interim world title on Tony Storm and um, just let her take the title and hopefully uh, let her speak more and get more promo time for the people that might not know entirely of her or to non-wrestling fans like, well, what's her gimmick or what does she do? Or like, who is she? Now, another one I... Honestly, I'd be okay with all like any of these four women uh, winning, but um, another one I'd love to see is probably Jamie Hayter, but I feel like we're kind of a bit off still from that because I feel like we're going to get a program between her and Dr. Baker after this match, hopefully, if they're still trying to tease that little breakup that they were a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I think the breakup's going to happen. Will it be tonight? Nobody, nobody knows. Do you think we'll see any debuts? Um, I'm going to fully say I'm going to say probably not. Um, even though for some reason, uh, only because John Moxley said in one of his promos last week, uh, when he mentioned my time is now, and everyone. Oh, are we glitching again, Josh? Flipped out crazy the whole internet thinking John Cena was going to at an AEW event or pay-per-view or something. <laughs> which could happen. Who knows? It's impossible. We, we, shall never, we shall never know. But, yeah, we shall never see. All outs tonight. I'm super excited. I know Josh is probably excited and probably most of the uh, AFW community. So, yeah, super excited, guys. So, last topic of this part one is topic of your choosing of course now this is where you get the chance to talk about anything you want in wrestling what do you want to talk about hmm let's see hmm. Hmm. what comes to mind oh hmm. what comes to mind well first let's get let's get everyone's favorite out let people do botches. We're only human beings. And I know tonight, especially with it being definitely like maybe six hour plus pay-per-view, there's going to be a lot of botches. And I'm going to have to hear that the whole rest of the week. Is that the internet though? Or is that just you trying to find them? Oh, that's the internet. I don't care. I'm. This is already hard enough. If Honestly, personally, if you're... Uh, we struggle enough as human beings as it is. So I say let people do their thing and there could be better stuff you're doing besides trying to do stop motion capture on someone's botch. Mm-hmm. There could be a lot of time you're spending elsewhere instead of doing that. Well, yeah, absolutely. So I've got a little question here from Effing Wrestling. 
He says, where the hell is my hairbrush? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Is it because of my long hair? It could be. Who knows? Oh. Is it? Did you check the spot where you put your toothbrush? Yeah, they could be in the same spot. Who knows? He's <laughs> <laughs> lost his airbrush. Now his toothbrush. Hey, dear me. This is what happens when you're alive. So, yeah. He's losing all his brushes. <laughs> there you go. Literally. So, that's the end of part one. So, we're going to into part two now where we learn about how you got into wrestling. So, part two is Fan Theory. And my first question is, how did you get into wrestling? Um, now, from what I can remember, uh, since I was still like very young, like young, young to where, um, where our brains aren't fully developed to quite remember everything. But I know the earliest memory that I can recall is probably watching professional wrestling with my bigger sister. Mm -hmm. Um. Now, after that, I'm not sure if it was, like, something random or something, or if she had it just playing on the TV when I was with her, because I was with her a lot. And I remember that because it was, I want to say, probably close to the tail end of maybe the Attitude Era, uh, definitely some of the Ruthless Aggression Era, and then into the PG Era. Um, more on how I got into it. But I do remember it was my sister um, for the first time basically introducing introducing it to me kind of at a young age. And then it just stuck with me over the years and even now. And if there is any other small thing, um, personally, I can't really too much remember that. But I know that's the earliest memory that I can recall. Sweet, sweet. So apparently we've got some breaking news here. He says, I found the toothbrush. Where was it? Where? <laughs> That's where I went off. You can't have breaking uh, news. There you go. And we've got Mega Moose stopping by. What's going on? Hey. Sweet. So, yeah, obviously you mentioned there the Attitude Era. Did you have some favorite wrestlers like growing up? Um. Yeah. Um. Kind of usual uh, Stone Cold, The Rock. Triple H, Rey Mysterio, John Cena, Randy Orton, uh, kind of like all the big name guys that you've seen back then or who were big back then and bigger stars now. Um, I'm still discovering some new stars that, um, you know, when you look back or you see like on the internet, oh, I found, did you guys know that, uh, I don't know, so-and-so was did a thing on like Raw and SmackDown from like way back in the day when it was like their break into the business to like see them then versus now. So awesome. Awesome. So what about wrestling do you like the most? Is it the matches? Is it the fans? Is it the promos? What do you like most about it? Um, I'd probably say the diversity. And uh, uh, the diversity along with um, it's honestly for everyone, like mm -hmm. any person of any shape, size, color. Um, it gives you the basically the chance to be the person you want to be and showcase to everyone else. And 
other than stories, uh, people will judge you, but I feel like that aspect is honestly more accepting than some other things like that we have in this world or whatever, or that you probably wouldn't do or showcase like, let's say your daily job or whatever at work or something, or something maybe you're not comfortable with. Yeah, well said, well said. So do you, have you ever been to a wrestling event? Um, I have not. I've been close, but I'm still trying to plan on for that first one. Is there any event you'd like to go to? Um, I'd love to be in Chicago tonight, but um, I feel like doing fan theory is just as acceptable. It, okay. it's, it's, it's way so, better. It's way better. It always is. Unless you're kind of dry and cause my show a shitty show. I've not let that go. Oh, oh. don't do that, Canada Dry. He's a magician. He'll, he'll, you know. He upset, the magi- he upset the magician. He really did. And I was really, really upset. So, yeah, what about what events would you like to go to? You obviously mentioned it all out tonight, but. Um, I'd probably say almost any event I can go to, whether it be AEW, WWE, um, Somehow New Japan, if they're doing an event in America, uh, I'm not sure how well I would probably do going like overseas or something, like halfway around the world. But I wouldn't be against it, but uh, I wouldn't mind. Or even like a small indie show. Screw it. I, I wouldn't mind. If someone, if my friend or someone were to offer me to go, I'd be like, yeah, I'll try and make time. Yeah, well said. I mean... A wrestling events, a wrestling events. So uh, many people say the exact same. So I want to talk about the fan base. Now we know that it's quite toxic. What's your opinion when it comes to the wrestling fan base? Um, it definitely is toxic. Um, I feel some people just well, I feel like they're toxic just to be toxic. But I feel like some of them uh, kind of do before they think. And um, I still agree with the statement, even a couple years ago, that uh, pro wrestling fans are the worst type of wrestling fans, Um, especially now. Because one person does one thing, and then uh, if one person doesn't like it, the whole internet explodes, or just any little small thing that anyone can get, I guess, their hands on. And it just takes this one thing and makes a huge proportion out of it. Now, on the other hand, I do believe um, wrestling fans are some of the best fans out there. Since um, you're already coming together to an event where it's diverse and I would even say culturally culturally diverse too. Where... um, you're basically gathering it's kind of like a music concert because um you're going because you have an interested in, interest in it and so are other people and it's also a great way to meet other people yeah i mean joseph graham's just said it best it says wrestling fans hate wrestling fans which kind of like sums up what you've just mentioned there and then uh, fm wrestling says it was in the toothbrush order so all this time we've been trying to find the toothbrush it was in the toothbrush order Oh, you have a toothbrush holder? Man's living in 20-something. He's living in the year 3000. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's brilliant. So yeah, we we spoke about obviously what you like about wrestling. Let's turn it 180 degrees. What don't you like about wrestling? Um, I know one of the biggest things that's been over the years heavily scripted promos to where, um, I personally, being a wrestling fan, have to go. Did you just English, bro? Or to a not or tell to a non-wrestling fan or um there was one time i even uh i was watching i was at my friend's house watching wrestling on my phone and he was just next to me and he's like what did that dude just do and it was like one of the stupidest things ever and i'm like how am i supposed to explain this to a non-wrestling fan if i don't understand it <laughs> would you say scripts are well promos are like over scripted sometimes um sometimes I'd say um I say kind of the events are about set up a little too heavily kind of where they're like a movie or a TV show set up whereas you can honestly get away with uh kind of just going out there and seeing what works and what doesn't mm -hmm. because you can kind of get away with that because if it doesn't work um next week you can leisurely just blow it off or just kind of write it out where as like that movie or TV show, it's kind of still there. Yeah. I mean, are you scripted or non-scripted? Are you a fan of both or more, one more than the other? Um, I'm leaning, I lean more on the non-scripted side. Now, um, I do feel some scripts are probably necessary for new people. Um, uh, for example, I'm not really calling her out, just um, in WWE, how they have Aaliyah on the main roster. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to get her over, and I don't know if she's talked too much yet, but I'd say some new people like that, or who they're still introducing, probably need maybe a script a little more than, um, I don't know, your veteran like Chris Jericho, or someone else who's been in the business, probably like, I'd say let's give them like maybe five, ten years or something. Probably five at the minimum. For like just yeah. going out there and just, uh, you know what to do. There's a crowd, Mike. Yeah. I mean, Joseph, I mean, I'd love to get your opinion on this. Joseph said, honestly, it all depends on who is delivering the promo. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I do agree. Because it's, um, you're not going to take one of the legendary rock or stone cold promos and i don't know give it to someone else if that was written back then probably not yeah no, I think that's but true. you're just i mean sorry i, I thought you carried on talking and that's why i didn't interrupt oh oh my bad <laughs> no never mind so we'll move on to our next question is what in wrestling needs to improve um uh i usually say this to almost everything uh more screen time for women mm -hmm. and uh give them as much time as the men do because don't get me wrong i love the sausage fest out there but if you're gonna have women uh on the same roster or same show as men are um you got to showcase some more and that's just not for just women you got to do everyone too um it's got to be more equal 
uh, whether it's TV time, match time. Um, it's just, I know that's a big thing that they're not really getting shown enough. And, uh, for example, that's really one of the huge things that's lacking in, let's just say, the AEW uh, department because they really only have, like, one women's match on their show, like, a week uh, on both of their shows. And then maybe a small segment with their uh, champions. And that's kind of about it. Yeah. To where um, there's other promotions out there, such as Stardom, that's an all-women promotion, which is promoting women's wrestling, which is really great. But you get more out of that than that one match or small segment on a two-hour show. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, you, you stuck stuck with the uh, women's division a little bit. You mentioned obviously more screen time. Now there was reports about all elite women. What do we think to that? Um. Hmm. Now, is this just for uh, the women there, or? Yeah, uh, yeah, just the women there. Um. Hmm. Well, I'd say I'm okay with it. Um, besides being showcased more, um, I do feel, um, see, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in a little limbo because, um, at least the way they've been presented to me, it's been kind of, you have your stars and then you have your, I guess, people you need to build up mm -hmm. because you have your stars like, Thunder Rosa, uh, Dr. Britt Baker, and then you have um, such returning talents like Penelope Ford, who you could easily build up and yeah. make a star, but you're not doing that. And it's still, it's still pissing me off a little that she kind of got fed to Athena a couple weeks ago for her match against Jade Cargill tonight, that we had Penelope Ford come back, do some matches on Dark, and then easily on Dynamite, she was just kind of fed to her a little. Where that could have easily been taken by like an enhancement talent. Or we could have done something totally different with Penelope Ford by having her come out a star at the end of that match. But Yeah? How would you have booked that? Um, I would say probably uh, since Penelope Ford was returning and it's just... Uh, Let's get her on TV, do a little video package of her for her before the match, um, not just during picture in picture. Um, I'd say have everyone see it. And then um, I probably would have given Penelope Ford a little more. Um, basically, have Penelope Ford give her, uh, basically give Athena like a hard time during the match, like not literally, just. Um, showcasing like i am here and i want to be a star and you're not taking the spotlight away from me and basically make her work for it make her make her work for the win um, and then so that yeah. at least she or both of them can come out looking like stars at the end even though there was a winner and a loser but you're still eager to see what both of them do next yeah i think that's a great comment to end on that little question there so this is an interesting one a lot of people give a different answer. I um, can't wait to see what you answer this with. Could AEW learn from WWE? Oh. If so, what? 
Um, honestly, yes. Um, not the three hours. We are not taking the three hours. But I do believe yes, especially when it comes to, especially with uh, what they've done in the past a little bit with uh, the women's revolution and um, I feel taking kind of taking a step back and remembering that they have their product and WWE has theirs mm-hmm. because I know there's been many uh, many jabs, but. And I know recently Triple H has spoken um, in other interviews, paraphrasing. Excuse me, that mm-hmm. um, uh, paraphrasing that he's uh, said. Well, I'm focused on my product, uh, not too much of their product, because I want to do what's best for my product and basically get it out there and make sure I'm putting out the best product that I can produce. Um, I do feel like they can learn from that and. They've also been around longer, same with other promotions. So if they want to take or tweak something that they've had in the past, why why not take it and see if it works or not? Yeah, well said, well said. So what about WWE? Could they learn from AEW? Um, I still say yes, because um, I know as of recently, I've been... There's been way more matches, definitely on Raw, which I've liked, and SmackDown. Um, wrestlers are getting more TV. Well, I'd say match time over TV time, even though that's probably the same thing. But um, I love seeing the longer matches, whether it's like two, three minutes longer, and uh, having more clean finishes. And I would say less scriptedness and the everyone's favorite the band words. We're superstars, not wrestlers. Yeah, I think the first thing I actually saw when Triple H took over was those words which now they can actually say. Kind of funny, that. Did you see that? Oh, definitely. Especially all the memes that came afterwards. Say the line, he said it, he said it. (laughs) And I do know, especially uh, the most one recently with that Drew McIntyre promo, we're wrestlers, man. Let's just freaking wrestle. Oh, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, I mean, I don't want to see more scripted promos in WWE. I want to see more non-scripted, make it a bit more, I won't say edgy, but we shall definitely Mm -hmm. see on that one. So I feel like more questions will begin to wind down a little bit. So how has wrestling evolved from when you first watched it to where it is now? Um, I would say a lot, especially... um... Personally, the exposure um, mm-hmm. from just knowing one company, uh, basically, uh, I would say going from a small young age to like uh, the age I am now or a little bit older, because it's so easy for kids to think that, um, is this the only wrestling product or thing that exists? So I would say inside the whole business business industry has changed tremendously, especially, well, well, look at the way with uh, how matches are. If you don't do an absurd number of dives within like the first minute of the match starting, uh, it's not a, it's not a insert year uh, wrestling match. So there is that, and there's more new stars coming and going because uh, as the years go on, there just has to be. And um, let's not to say that was with promotions. 
uh, for AEW, for example, or other ones that are probably might have tried to start up but didn't that we probably don't know about or were too small and just lost to time. But I would say it's changed tremendously. And personally, I would say for the better because the more something changes and people get attached to it, um, it'll stay longer than something that, let's say, just didn't. And they just changed the bare minimum until uh, they ran out of money or something or couldn't pay for stars or they just kind of got faded out. Because um, if that happens, then there probably wouldn't have been much more wrestling or would have been a big platform stage uh, to be showcased everywhere. Yeah, well said, well said. So what's your, uh, what's your favorite match ever? Ooh, now this was one of the other ones you got me stumped on. Um, um, you know, I'm probably going to go out on a limb and pre- probably be the most diverse one here. Um, and since it was still a little bit of my era when I was into prof- uh, professional wrestling, I would say the WrestleMania 28 match, once in a lifetime, uh, Dwayne Johnson versus John Cena, the original first match. Now that's an interesting one. I really didn't expect that. Why? Why that much? Um. Well, I know that I know from the time when I was younger that was probably uh, one of the biggest matches I remember seeing. It was heavily promoted, and definitely when I was younger, um, I would say when I was younger, it was probably like the biggest thing that my little brain uh, couldn't handle. It was. Um, kind of like this, and then mind blown. <laughs> and uh, like I said earlier, um, I did probably come off uh, from being on the tail end of the Attitude Era and part of the ruthless, ruthless aggression area, but I'm kind of giving that one a little weave as I was too young and didn't have like a fully developed brain probably to remember much of that. Now, as now, I do. I can go back and watch it, but I'd probably say that match is probably the biggest one that I remember seeing. Interesting. And at least for now, it's just, I'd say, my favorite match. Interesting. What about a dream match? Ooh. Hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Let's see. Um. Hmm. Let's see, what can I come up with here? Uh, there's so many. Um, I would say, as right now, um, an Eddie Guerrero versus uh, Andrade El Idolo. Again, you've gone out on, on a limb. Why that one? Um, well, obviously, Eddie was... Uh, he basically inspired all... Not really the luchadors, kind of like I want to say maybe more Mexican style wrestlers, and uh, I would say he's basically uh, the one that kind of got the Mexican or Spanish kind of luchador style out there for everyone and became like the base for everyone. Because I feel like if he was still around, he would still find a way to get over. Um, Instantly, he would be a star, and you could put him with almost anyone, 
and he'd still probably make a star out of them, regardless if he won or lost. And um, honestly, I just love Andrade's character so far. Um, Andrade is just awesome, but I wouldn't mind seeing like someone else in his place instead. Like, I don't know, we can just throw Ray Phoenix in there um, as someone. Um, I don't know, almost anyone else, but. Yeah, I mean, now you think you've mentioned it that way, that is probably going to be an interesting match. So one last question is, where do you see the rest of the industry in the next five years? Um, I'd still say it's probably, uh, I'm, I don't want to go too far out and say it's probably going to like blow up for the better. I'd probably say it's still uh, booming or blossoming still and um i do hope there is more competition out there in the future or something or i love more competition because competition means everyone has well they don't always have to outdo each other but more competition is better for business because if you don't have competition uh like we've seen recently or within the past five years i would say um, it just kind of been there, and uh, the product went down, obviously. But um, I would say hopefully more competition, and I would say more uh, kind of like, I don't know, super groups or whatever you would want to put there. Uh, more working relationships, I would say, is probably a better term, where everyone is – not really so much working against each other or it's like you can't watch this uh, because you watch us. Um, I love to see more cooperation between uh, promotions. Now we are seeing that as of late, but probably a better, I'd probably say more of a full circle for, I guess, cooperation and I don't know. Again, another term that escapes my brain, just kind of see all these little, I don't know, like Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet and these Infinity Stones, and then they come together to make one super wrestling, not really promotion, but they just have a great working relationship that they can build off, and hopefully everyone will love it in the end. And that pretty much wraps that up. Uh, yeah, that's great note to end on so don't forget you can head to fmwrestling.com we're always putting stories on there did i mention we've got a pro wrestling t-star pro wrestlingtees.com forward slash fmwrestling buy yourself a nice shirt you can tune into uh what goes off on a friday george you want to enlighten people hmm. some really scary crap no nah, it's not that scary um it is wrestling with the paranormal um at 5 Central, 6 Eastern. Um, you'll have to help me with the UK times and everywhere else. but That would be 11 o'clock the UK time. And um, uh, it's a really great show. It's not always just about uh, paranormal stuff, even though that's the main thing we talk about. Um, there is wrestling thrown in there. As mentioned earlier, it's a wrestling show made by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. And... Obviously, it deals with the paranormal, and yeah, that happens every Friday, and it's really fun. 
yeah, absolutely. So, Wrestling with the Paranormal Friday. You can tune back here for the Magic of Wrestling Saturday. And, of course, the All Effing Wrestling Show on Sunday. I don't know what they're doing yet. They're going to have to let me know on that one. And that's all for Ooh. me. George, is there anything else you want to plug, my man? Um, I'll plug the AFW community. Why not? Uh, um, it's kind of the taking it off the all F and wrestling show, but, um, it's the all F and wrestling, uh, prediction league. Um, it's really fun where you can come compete, meet new people as if you were a professional wrestler yourself. If you are, and you want to come in, that's cool. Um, uh, I get asked this a lot, but it, it doesn't cost anything. It's totally free. All you have to do is just reach out. Someone will reach back. And um, it's one of the things I've personally done that um, I've loved. And I'd say you would probably love to if you want to try it. Uh, go ahead. Yep. So obviously season, is it season two? Season, I ain't going to season we're on there. I think it's three. Three. Yeah. I want to say three. Yep, so the new season will be starting very, very soon. You can reach out to uh, Good GM Dallas. He will hook you up. That's all from me. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And I'll see you all in the next one. Magic Man, out.